Peace, it's your brother Bashir. Welcome back to Financial Frenemies. Uh, today we got a, a very special guest. Uh, her name is Alicia King. She's the founder of Sophisticated Tax Lab. She has a master's of business administration. Uh, she provides tax services to businesses and self-employed entrepreneurs, uh, including bookkeeping. And she's now in her second year of business. So uh, welcome, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for the introduction. That was nice. Um, it's, it's, it's a privilege to have you on. And I feel like you, uh, you occupy that niche that uh, so many people are going to be uh, looking for help in. And, you know, that taxes is, is going to be a big uh, subject coming, coming up pretty soon. It's good to have you here. I know last time uh, it was like a huge storm um, that you were running from <laughs> trying to escape. And uh, we had to, had to, you know, push this back. Uh, but everything is good since then. Yes, everything is uh, well. Um, um, thank you for having me. Um, yes, everything is well. Um, of course, throughout that time, we were without electricity for five days. I mean, the storm, they didn't have a lot of storm damage. It was mostly um, electrical um, issues that a lot of people in the city had. Right. Which included people losing all their food out their fridge. Yes, I had to get rid of all my food. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Mm -hmm. It could have been worse. Yeah. Thank God it didn't turn out worse than what it was. Very interesting. You know, your background, you're, you're, you're very well educated. You have a master's of business administration. Um, that's quite a bit of schooling. I have a bachelor's. So I know, uh, I, I know how I felt in that. When I had received my bachelor's, I was ready for it to be done with. I was like, no more, no more schooling. I'm done. I, I tapped out. <laughs> <laughs> but you kept going and uh, and you and you focused on on the business aspect. And um, and now you you uh, you're now you're in taxes. Um, so my question is really uh, what, what made you choose um, tax and uh, bookkeeping services uh, as a business? Well, for me, um I've always been attractive, and I'm gonna use that word attracted to numbers. Um, okay. It's just something about numbers. And um, I remember um, as a little girl growing up, I would always, my dream was to become a tax accounting, but in New York. I had this vision of working in New York in this big high rise building with all these glass buildings. And, you know, I was a tax accountant for this big firm. Yeah. And that was always my the numbers have always been uh, something that I wanted to get into. Um, yeah. So I just decided and as I went through school, um, I basically tried to stay on the track of um, anything with numbers. Um, so I, I think that's basically what happened with school. Um, okay. I just continue to go and continue. So. Yeah, so you have, you was a visionary and you and you were a numbers person. You was big on numbers. Yes, yes, I was. Okay. Yes. Were you in the right place? Because I know all you dealing with is numbers. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. A lot of numbers. A lot of numbers. So exactly, how did you get started? Like you know, taking it from that vision as a young girl, and 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 always being fascinated with, you know, or interested in working with numbers. Um, like, how did you actually get started in your mm -hmm. business? 
Well, for my first, when I first started the business, uh, for whatever reason, I kept putting it off. But something kept telling me, okay, it's time for you to, you know, make it happen, make it happen. So I actually reached out to a partner of mine who uh, assisted me with starting the business. So, and I think when I actually started the business, I didn't know what to expect. It was a very scary experience. I didn't know how I was going to get clients. Um, yeah. I was a little intimidated. Yeah, I was a little intimidated by the fact that, you know, the market is so saturated with tax preparers. Okay. So, I, yeah, I guess what That's I started true. doing is is doing a little, yeah, it is. So I started doing lightweight um, advertising, you know, just trying to put my name out there and see you know, what's going to grab at it. You know, I was just taking a uh -huh. chance and I was also scared at the same time. I was really scared. Once I started getting comfortable with what I was doing, and of course I knew what I was doing, but I, once I got comfortable, it made it easier to uh, bring in clients. Yeah, you have faith for sure. Cause you know, entrepreneurship is no easy, uh, it's no easy jump, no skip in the park. You gotta, you have to be able to withstand the, the, um, the uncertainty you know, and uh, it's not like right. you have somebody necessarily holding your hand. You know, so you don't have somebody next to you telling you every step to do, you know, like as a traditional job, you know, you get, you know, a tr tr traditional job, you, you step into the role, they tell you exactly what you need to do. And then you just do that. You know, mm -hmm. this is, <laughs> this right. is like, okay, figure it out. <laughs> you know, so that's, right. that's your brain. You mm -hmm. Yes. It was, oh. it, it was, it's scary. It's, it's honestly still scary, but not as much. Yeah. You just challenge, challenge your fears. Now, how much, how much was it really to get started? Was it a lot of, was it a whole lot of money or would you say it was something that, that someone can save up, you know, relatively quickly to get in the, in that space? Or is it, you need to get loans type, type of thing? Like what is, how was it for you, your experience? Well, well for me, um, it was a pretty affordable, affordable startup um, to get started. Um, it, it wasn't very expensive. I don't, you don't need to do any bank loans or anything like that. It wasn't a huge startup cost for me. Um, it, I mean, it could be depending on the level that you are and the level that I started at, it was a reasonable startup cost. And what it basically did was me getting the software me getting um, my LLC registration through the state. Um, I say it's well under $1,000. You can get started under $1,000 and that's not something that you have to have up front. It's once you get the software, you gotta get one more other thing and other thing like the, salt, like the LLC registration. Then you have to um, look at your, uh, your market and how you wanna market. So I would think a good startup for a tax, somebody who's wanting to get into business, you can start with a thousand dollars and be ready to go for the year. Wow. That's, that's definitely uh, reasonable. And uh, yeah, that's, that's a low entry uh, compared to some other industries, some other spaces. Um, right. So, you know, that's, that's awesome. Now, were there any other unexpected costs that you had to deal with that you didn't expect? that where you were just like, whoa, I didn't know, like, you know, that I had to pay for that. Or was it? No, not, not the first year. Um, okay. Yeah, everything was, you know, 
explain and lay it out from the partner. So it, the first year, everything, you know, it wasn't no, no, no surprises. Nothing was okay. a surprise. We are, you know, new from the beginning. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yes. Now, now, um, now we are in the time of a pandemic still, you know, it started in March around, well, some say more earlier than that, because people were getting sick before they told the public what it was. Um, yes. And now we're, and now we're, you know, in December, you know, so it's like over eight months that, you know, we've been going through this. Um, how, how has the pandemic um, in, impacted your industry? How do you feel it's impacted the tax industry from your perspective? Um, I feel like, well, and from my perspective, I feel like it impact um, the industry in several ways. You have one with the unemployment. Um, a lot of people lost their jobs, so now they're on unemployment. Um, and, and within the unemployment, some people got taxes taken out and it didn't. So it means at the end of the year or the beginning of the year, should I say, they will have to pay those taxes back. Um, it affected in a way that if you wasn't a mobile or a virtual, should I say, if you wasn't a virtual company, you had to make shift for your company to be virtual in order to service your clients because everything was closed down. So it means everything had to be virtual. Um, I right. think that is the major, major things that, that in, as far as the pandemic, that really affected the tax business. Um, right. per se. Okay. Yeah. You know, um, I know a lot of people prior to the pandemic were probably just walking into, you know, those hit, those big, huge, uh, name brand tax places. And, um, mm -hmm. I don't have good experience with them. I remember when I was, uh, this was before I went to college, <laughs> um, you know, uh, you know how they offer that guarantee they say it's like a guarantee like when they when the, when they do your taxes that the irs won't come back for anything um yeah well they can't they ended up coming back and saying that i owed right now you know as students uh you can um you can you know you can actually put your books down as an expense and right it's, it's, exactly it's kind of like a write-off right so uh, yes. for whatever reason, they came back and audited me and they wanted me to find all those receipts and all that stuff. And I didn't have all those receipts. Um, I had I had I had a lot of them, but I didn't have all of them. And uh, and mm -hmm. truthfully, I may have just rounded <laughs> when I went to the tax preparer. I may have just rounded up what I thought was about what I spent on books that year. Um, but, yeah, they offered mm -hmm. like I remember they offered uh, the company, um, I won't say their name because I don't want to give them no credit or I just don't even want to talk about them, but because uh, I know they're not <laughs> the only one doing it. But uh, mm. yeah, they, they they say they protect you for so long, but I think they can come after you. The IRS can come after you like for seven years or maybe more than that. Yeah, audit, yeah. They what they did was offered you audit protection. And I'm not sure how long ago that was, but a, a while now the auto protection actually helps you with everything uh, as far as like it goes through the lawyers and they get all the paperwork together like it helps you versus if the IRS come come looking for you for whatever audit reason whatever reason they're going to audit you um, mm. and if you don't know they can tell you what they need but you give them something and it's not what they need they're going to still find you to be at fault but now right. with the auto protection that 
those companies are offering now is it's a whole lineup it's a whole group of people that that help you with that but okay. yes back a long long time ago it wasn't really detailed as it is it's just they give you the protection and i guess if you are out of the protection i'm assuming at that point when they came uh when they came for you or came after you for the audit it was after your coverage with whatever that company was that's the only thing that i can think of okay that makes sense um now what about um like consultation have you seen an influx in demand for for businesses or um, entrepreneurs who want some consultation about what to do when it comes to these grants or you know these loans these you know <laughs> these government programs have you been seeing an increase in that with the consultation no no, I haven't. Not, a, not as of yet. I mean, I think what I really want to put out there and let people know, okay, you got the grants, you got the loans, but I just want everyone to know that you got to keep in mind that the federal government, the SBA, they can come up to three years and ask you for documentation. So when you go to file your taxes this year, just make sure it's on the up and up. I mean, there's only, you know, advice that I can give, but we haven't, not yet. And I think we're going to start seeing it once the actual tax season starts January 2nd. Okay. Okay. I think mm. we're going to receive a lot of questions once the tax season starts January 2nd. Yeah. It's going to get hectic out here. Um, now, what about, you know, most people are, are uh, a lot of people are under the pandemic unemployment assistance assistant right where it they basically you know add on to your unemployment insurance and they give you extra i believe at one point it was like six hundred dollars on top of whatever you would receive and then they Correct. reduced it they reduced it and uh it's gonna phase out pretty soon and um i know there's there's uh there were there was an option to pay taxes on that money or not and maybe many people decided not to um yes what do you think about that um I, I really think your industry well I don't think it's I think what's going to happen is when when people come to file their taxes especially the ones that's used to used to getting the large tax returns they're going to find that this year because Number one, the unemployment is not earned income. Even though they're taking taxes out, it's not earned income. So your tax return will not be as big as it, it was the previous years because that income is not earned income. Right. So I, I've, yeah, and I've been trying, you know, we've been trying to put it out there to people to, you know, go ahead, get the taxes taken out. It's not that much. Yeah. Um, so you won't have to pay. So what will happen for the ones who haven't, had their taxes taken out when they filed their taxes for the in January, they're gonna take that money back. Mm -hmm. Okay. They're gonna take that money back, and their return is gonna be a lot less than what their previous years were was. Right. So yeah, it's like it's something that people should be aware of. I kind of like I don't know like when it comes to like the government taking your your taxes out, I kind of look at it like you know they're doing what we could do for ourselves, you know, especially as a, as an entrepreneur, you know, you, you, we, we have like taxes that come out that we have to pay quarterly and um, you just more involved in the process versus a, a typical employee. 
they just you know they're getting that they're getting they're they're getting their they're getting taxed their income's getting taxed you know per paycheck mm-hmm. per pay period and they just have to wait to the end of the year and they're conditioned to just expect a certain amount of money so maybe they kind of like uh make their lifestyle or decisions around their lifestyle based upon having money uh you know a large sum of money at the end of the year so it, it seems like yeah people who expect that are gonna make maybe depending on that and they not even they're not even thinking that oh wait a minute I, i'm <laughs> this is not gonna be the case this year it's gonna be different so i'm, I'm glad that you are putting that out there because um that may be something that's that that may be uh just people are not thinking about it they're not aware of that change. So. Yeah, and uh, what you said was correct. A lot of people, what we saw, especially um, just knowing and having conversations with people, they want the money now. You know, they want the money now. They don't really think it's going to affect them once they file their taxes, but it really is. Um, it's unfortunate, but, you know, they want the money now. Everything is everything with this industry and with this with everyone. Um, they want it now. They want the money now. They don't want it later. They're not worried about later. You just worried about your finances nah. now. Right. <laughs> now everything is now. Yeah. Not next year, but now. Mm-hmm. Now the the student loans uh, right now they're they're they are in administrative forbearance until I believe December thirty first of this year 2020 yes, till, uh, until correct until December right. 31st 2020 and, that, that was and they don't accruing interest either not, it's not accruing interest so correct. so uh and that, that's that's something that's provided by the cares act and when that ends it's going to be that that right there is going it, it appears to me like it's going to create some problem you know for people who haven't got their stuff together, it's going to be extra. Um, do you see that impacting taxes um, down the line in any, any type of way? You see any well, connection there? I think it, uh, it's going to affect it just a little because when you file your, say, uh, for instance, if we didn't have the pandemic and you've been paying on your student loans, um, and you get the, the interest that you pay, you get the uh, the form at the end of the year and you use that to file your taxes. It right. made a huge difference. So yeah, I don't think it's gonna make a huge difference the first year when we when we file when we start in 2021. But I went forward, it may become an issue unless they do something about it. Hopefully forgive a lot of these loans. Um, you know, that that would help out a lot of people, especially with the economy the way it is now. Yeah, that's what I want, you know, because honestly, I still owe on my student uh student loans. And uh I was like, mm-hmm. I was praying like, God, please, please take away these student loans. Cause I look at like as a as a um as a graduate, I look at student loans and the, the debt, you know. Um I don't like debt. I don't like student loan debt. I know I got the degree and all that and there's value in it. Mm-hmm. I just don't, I, I see it as a loss of opportunity financially because I could, the mm-hmm. money that I have coming in, I have to, I have to take a portion and, and all, I have to pay this thing down. So I want to, I want to get it out the way, you know what I mean? As soon mm-hmm. as I can. And I think a lot of other uh, students, students uh, feel the same way uh, or graduates feel the same way. Um, you know, uh, some people have, you know, 
maybe 10 or 20,000. Some people have over a hundred thousand dollars in debt. And I know when it comes to purchasing a, you know, a home, purchasing your first mm-hmm. home, you know, that debt to income ratio um, is, is impacted largely by the amount of uh, yes. student debt that you have. And so if you just think about it, like imagine you go into the bank and say, Hey, I want to get this house. I want to get a loan for this house for 200,000, but you owe, you know, uh, 80, $90,000 in debt. And they have to factor in like, wait a minute, you still need to be able to make the payments on your on your student loans and you have to make the mortgage on this property. And even though your credit right. may be good and your income may be good, it's still a, it's, it's it's kind of risky. And so a lot of a lot of us are, are falling into that category. You know, you and I both we have we've you know, we've taken on student debt, you know, given the explosion of like information and, and access to it you know, via the internet, do you think it's necessary for, for everyone um, to be successful, uh, like in, in your line of business, um, like going the traditional route and, get, and getting a loan for school? That's interesting. You know, I just had a conversation with my son. He made a statement about, okay, the whole idea for us to go to school and get this degree is for us to get this job, get a job and make all of this money. But it has been proven and shown that you can be successful and you can make all this money without the degree. That's true. So, and I had to agree with him. I had to agree with him because we Mm. see so many people in the world that's making it and so successful at whatever they, whatever their passion is. And they didn't go to college. Right. Right. And then, you know, there's, there's benefits in school. I just, I I I agree with you on that. Yeah. It's, I I had to agree with him. I couldn't, even though, you know, my whole thing is, okay, get a degree, get a degree so you can get a job. But, you know, he made a valid point. So I would say that what we see on the internet, um, although all of it may not be a hundred percent, I think what we see on the internet, we know that we can make, we can make it without going to college. But before that wasn't the case. We didn't see that. We always saw that you went to college and right. this this college you get this this big job that you wanted. So I think maybe once people get the hang of the self-employment, working for themselves and not working for other people, that I think student loan debt is definitely gonna go down at some point. You know, as maybe in a few years we'll start see, you know, the the Fed, the federal government to start seeing a lower number of people taking out student loans because right. they're finding other ways to be successful. Well, you know, the, the loans, all the loans, the loans uh, at one point were all privatized. And at that point, people could actually, uh, they could, they can file a bankruptcy um, and they could get out of paying the rest of their student debt. Now it would hit their credit. I believe it was seven years that, you know, you would, it would take you to bounce back from that, but they could, yeah, they could walk away from six, uh, six figures of debt and say, "Hey, look, I can't pay I this back." Yeah, but now, now these these loans, wow. these student loans, are backed wow. by the government, and and that means that uh, you can't get out of it, can't get out of it at all. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if at one point they say, "Look, if you uh, if you're not able to make this, pay this debt off, we're going it's going to continue on to your children." <laughs> now that would be wild, right there. <laughs> Yeah, that would be wild. That would be horrible. Um, <laughs> but I can, that's, yeah, not that you say it like that, but mm-hmm. I didn't know that that was a thing before the federal government took over the student loans. Right. Um, but I do believe the, the programs that they have created uh, 
with the student loan for you to make payments affordable or payments monthly, I think they're really helping a lot of people because I know for a fact it's helping me. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact it's helping me. So who has a lot of student loan debt? Um, I, I don't believe by the time I leave here, all them student loans are gonna be paid off, but it's at least it's, it's affordable for me to cover every month. That's right. You know, what's important is for us to continue to, to tell the truth, no matter no matter what, what our circumstances is, because ultimately, you know, we had to make it make a way for the generation coming uh, behind us because I'm learning. Exactly. And, and as you see, too, is there's many traps, you know, because the wealthy, the wealthy um, that run the society, they they lay a lot of traps that appear to, you know, and the trap mm-hmm. is something that that it, it's enticing. It seems like it's the right way to go. But then once you get in it, you're like, wait a minute, I didn't know that there were these different strings attached, you know? So it's like, as I think as a people, especially black people coming and becoming more awakened and aware of uh, financial literacy, something that they do not teach in K through 12, which is very important. It's like a life skill, a life, you know, life knowledge that you need to be successful in this financial world. Um, Right. We just have to keep pushing, pushing forward. so that way, uh, the next generation is better off. When it comes to the taxes, um, you know, the the national deficit has risen mm-hmm. all the way to twenty seven trillion dollars. And in my mm-hmm. mind, I'm like, wait a minute, like, and it's continuing to rise. I look <laughs> at the clock; and it's continuing to rise, and I'm like, I don't see taxes going down. I just, it, to me, and I, it may be some things I don't understand, but from what I can see, it seems like in the future, taxes are going to keep going up, you know? And like, what do you, what do you think? What's your take on that? Well, I'm, I just want to make sure I know exactly what you're speaking of. Are you speaking of when, um, like now, the tax bracket that they have or the tax percentages that they have now are really not geared to help um, low-income people? They're only helping the rich businesses. So I'm not sure. Is that what you're speaking of? Um, no, I just mean specifically, you know, the the national deficit, the amount that uh, the, the, the debt that the country is in. Um, it's like mm-hmm. trillions of dollars that America owes, that America is in debt. And um, okay, and so that's continuing to, to rise. It's continuing to go up and up and up. And I know that they use they, they take the taxpayers money from all of us. They're collecting tax from us yes. and they're using it to they're using it for whatever they're using it for. I think it's going to pay down to balance whatever books that they got. And and it just it seems like if the national deficit is going up that, you know, you know, that there's this big void, this big, you know, the, there's this big void in terms of the debt that America owes. It's just continuing to rise. It just it seems as though that would be taking more taxes to to uh from from the people in order to i think they're going to continue to rise the uh the national the brackets i think there's they're going to continue to rise mainly because like you said the deficit is so high and it continues to go up i don't think we'll ever the country will ever be able to pay down that debt so it'll be reasonable i don't think it'll ever be that 1994 was like four it was a what was it uh four trillion and now, now you know it's it's uh, it's twenty seven trillion dollars. So they haven't, you know, 
I'm looking at basic economics and it's like it's like it's like what do you do when you're in debt? Do you keep borrowing more money? Because that's exactly what the government's doing. And it's like you how do you mm-hmm. borrow your way out of debt? <laughs> I don't get that. So you can't. Yeah. You can't. And so what you do in the services that you provide and in, in teaching and ed, you know education and and um and helping people with their taxes so that way uh, you know and I'm not somebody I, I'm not somebody who believes that you know that uh people that citizens of America should pay no taxes you know especially if the federal government is going to be providing certain types of uh rep- you know work or work on the infrastructure on the highways and you know all the different things that tax pays right. for um so I'm right. not saying that there should be no tax. Um, I feel like, I feel like black people shouldn't be taxed all them because we ain't gotten our reparations yet. Uh, that's a whole nother story. Yeah, oh, <laughs> you know? we can stop right there. Just we not be taxed at all. At all, <laughs> right? Until we that'll, until we made made whole. That will, yes, that will start paying us for 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 y'all for all of that. Right. But we know that's not gonna. We know. You know. Yeah, they're not gonna do. That. <laughs> Yo, they're not gonna do that. Mhm. So um, they're not gonna. So, what do you see your business? Uh, how do you see your business growing in in the, in the near future? Do you plan on um, hiring more people? Hiring people if you don't have uh, employees yet, and do you see yourself expanding and having? Uh, uh, I know, I know, it's virtual. Um, so, do you just mm-hmm. want to stay virtual and just? grow like that well actually for my second year for i'm going into an office so i won't be i'll be virtual but i also have an office to help service the clients okay um i do i do plan to expand um but first i think what i want to do is expand the services like i would like to offer a help out uh, offer credit repair i also want to offer uh accounting services which I think the accounting services for me to offer will be coming sooner than the credit repair. And I guess once I continue to build my clientele, I will expand where I can, you know, hire someone uh, mainly for tax season um, to help out uh, with the tax preparations. Um, But I think to keep the income coming in or keep the income flowing throughout the year, I'm going to definitely offer more services and more of those services is going to be the the accounting um, aspect because someone actually just uh, contacted me and wanted me to take over their accounting for their business. So I I think I'm going to move towards that first. And the credit repair. Yeah, and credit repair. So I, I want to start there first. Um, ex, yeah, I'll expand. Hopefully, I can expand next tax season. That would be great. That would be the plan to expand next tax season. Yeah. That's, that sounds people, sounds like you're on the move. Yeah, I'm. 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 You know, I'm. I'm making it. You know, I, I gotta make mm-hmm. it happen. Um, it's you know. Working in Texas has been a dream of mine. And I know that sounds cliche, but it really has. Instead, I was I wanted to do business tax accounting. So that's what I wanted to specialize in, but I'm okay with starting here. Yeah. You know, we all have to start somewhere. And this and this it appears to be levels to your industry, you know, the different type of clients. You know, I know you have the uh, standard employees and you have the, the businesses servicing the businesses. And, you know, there's probably different, different levels to that as well. Now, do you see yourself partnering with someone for the, for the credit repair? 
services or is that something um, yes. that you want to take on yourself? Well, in the beginning, I, I probably would have to partner with someone, um, okay. but and then venture off to get my own software. Okay. Awesome. Because I think it's all about building the software that you need, and that way I can build the software the way I would like it uh, okay. to be built. That's awesome. Now, for people who um, who may be looking to get their taxes um, prepared for them uh, and get some consultation or bookkeeping services, how can they get a hold of you? Sure. Everyone could, um, people could reach me at, um, you go on my website. It's Sophisticated Tax Lab, LLC. You can make an appointment on there. And I'm located um, in Harvey, Louisiana for, um, for the local uh, folks. Or if you um, want to email me, you can always email me at info at sophisticatedtaxlab.com. And I'm also on Facebook at Sophisticated Tax Lab, LLC. Instagram is sophisticated underscore tax lab underscore LLC. Many places to get a hold of you. I love it. You everywhere, everywhere online. So there you have it. Um, I appreciate you, sister, for having you on. Um, I like how you break down the taxes and make it simple. So um, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, touching bases with you again soon. And we'll, we'll talk sure, soon. Sure, that would be great.